Welcome to this week's podcast from Suncoast Church. We hope that this message inspires you and helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome. I'm so glad that you've chosen to tune in online today. We're continuing continuing our conversation called The Crown that we've been having here at Suncoast Church for a little while now. And today I'm going to talk about casting crowns. I'm just so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us today, that you've taken time out for your spiritual health and to connect uh, with a faith community at this profound and very unusual time in history. So casting crowns, it's a conversation, it's a little bit of a phrase uh, that we use that sort of, you know, spins around in Christian circles here and there. This whole idea of casting crowns, there's a band called Casting Crowns. It actually comes from the book of Revelation, which is the last book in the Bible, a book that John wrote. John was one of the disciples of Jesus. He was one of the apostles, one of the leaders of the first century church. And he saw it all. He saw Jesus when he was a man, when he was, uh, you know, walking around Israel uh, as a rabbi, as a teacher, as a miracle worker. He saw Jesus on the cross. He saw his death. He was incredibly uh, heartbroken when he died, but then he saw his resurrection. And then he lived to see the birth of the first century church. He lived to see, uh, you know, the the church spread around the Mediterranean rim um, in, in, ancient, in ancient times. And in his older life, he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos and he wrote down what he saw. He wrote down his visions, what he saw about heaven, what he saw about God and what he believed was, was going to happen in the future. And when he writes an account of heaven and of the throne of God, he explains it this way in chapter 4, verse 10. He says, 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne. That's talking about God, about who, who the, the God of heaven and earth. And they worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne. So here we have this picture of 24 elders, which symbols authority, symbolizes authority, particularly within that culture that he was writing from. So we've got 24 elders who bow down before the throne of God and their crowns are cast before him. And it symbolizes that, you know, that they, they are in submission. And this is what they say. They say, you are worthy, our Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power it's such an amazing acknowledgement of authority here. Now, the word authority is a really loaded word. And you might be like, oh, I'm just not sure. You know, you might be like, yes, uh, you know, I, I want to worship the God of heaven. And you might just be like, no, more sort of a folded arms posture. And I'm just not quite sure about this whole idea of God being an author. Because that's what the little word inside the word authority is author is he the author of life is he the authority and there's this amazing concept here of these elders who who have authority themselves they have crowns themselves and yet they cast them down in worship to the god who made heaven and earth and they they give of themselves to him and acknowledge that he is the author of life the beginning and the end and that is one of the things that we know about Jesus. He was called the author of life, the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. But see, it wasn't always this way. And more than anyone, John knew this. 
because he was there. He was there when Jesus was crucified. He was not very far away when he was mocked and scorned. And this is the Easter story and we're heading into Easter now and we're in, in our calendar, in our Christian calendar, we're heading into a time where we remember that, that Jesus died and rose again. And we look here at Matthew's account. Matthew was another disciple of Jesus. Uh, he, was, he was a converted tax collector. And he talks about the mockery and the scorn that Jesus received before he was crucified and they twisted together a crown of thorns. A brutal, damaging, mocking representation of authority, of being an author, of somebody who is the beginning and the end. And they set it on his head and they put a staff in his right hand, another symbol of authority. And then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. And Jesus was beaten and he was bruised. And we know the story. He was pierced and he hung on a cross and he died to take away the sin of the world. He died in our place. He died for the sake of all people of all mankind. But before he hung on that cross, he was crowned king of the Jews. They put a sign up on the cross that, you know, this is the king of the Jews. And his authority was absolutely questioned and mocked. And everyone had a posture. Everyone had a posture. Everyone was there, took some kind of position. And we do too, don't we? Some people ran away. Some people turned their backs. Some people stood there and wept out of absolute despair. Some people sneered and jeered. The centurion who had to guard the cross, the Roman centurion who guarded the cross of Christ, when he finally died, these words came out of his mouth. Surely this was the son of God. And so my question to you today is, what kind of posture do we have? What posture do we take? Is it a posture of worship, like the, the elders that John described in his vision, that would, we would give up our authority, we would give up our position, we would give up what is ours for him? Or is it a posture of reservation, of I'm not quite sure? Whatever our posture is, it is a response. The posture of worship that's described in the Revelation of John in chapter four there is one of bowing down and rising up. It's the elders who were standing before him. They worshiped him and they fell down and they, they, they bowed down before him. And that idea of bowing down and rising up is all throughout the scripture. It's all throughout the, the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The whole idea that we would be overwhelmed with the amazing power of God and just be like, oh my goodness, I'm, I might be like somebody, but I'm not all everybody. I might have some authority, but I don't have all authority. I sure didn't write the beginning and I'm sure not going to write the end. And we bow down and we worship and it's a posture of, of worship. And then in that place, we're so overwhelmed with the goodness of God that we're like, I've got to do something. You know, I've got to go help somebody. I've got to help my neighbor. I've got to look after people and I've got, to, I've got to serve somehow. And so we rise up and we serve and we go out and a big shout out at the moment to our essential service workers who are working around the clock, serving our communities. 
And, it, and that, that can be worship. That is worship if we do it unto God. And then we get overwhelmed with the enormity of the task. And so we find ourselves on our knees again and we go, oh my goodness, God, I need your help. And I need to remember how big you are and how I am not God. <laughs> and God, how I need you. And so that is what worship is. It's a posture of bowing down, of rising up and of doing this throughout our whole lives. It's like, God, I trust you with the that you are the authority. I trust you with the authorship of my life. God, I want you to write my story. And even though I'm going to get up and do whatever I can, and at times I'm going to be overwhelmed, and I'm going to bow down and I'm just going to worship you and remember that you are God and you're in control. And that's not my role in this life. My, my role isn't to control everything. That's your role. God, I trust you that you're going to write the story for my life, for our community, for our planet at this minute, that you need to write. And so this posture of worship we see both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Here's an encouragement to the church, the first century church that was living in Ephesus in, Greek, in Greece, uh, from, written from the Apostle Paul. He talks about Jesus and he says, in him and through faith in him, you know what? We may approach God with freedom and confidence. You know, that whole rising up and going in and being confident and going, going with, you know, with, with a strong posture. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you. So Paul is writing to this church from, from his prison cell, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He is the author. He's the greatest authority. And so Paul here has this amazing dichotomy, if you like, <laughs> of we come with confidence and yet we kneel before him. We come with confidence and yet we kneel before him. And they're the two postures I think we need more than anything, more than ever at this time an approaching God with confidence and a remembering that he's the author of life and that he has everything in control. So how will you tell your story? And how will you let God be part of your story? Will we submit to his authority in this time and let him write the story that he's writing and let us be part of that story or will we take the pen ourselves and write our own knowing that our authority is only finite but his authority and his authorship is infinite casting crowns taking what I have and giving it up for the sake of others but also taking what I have and giving it up in worship to God let me pray for you God I thank you that at this time, that you have not shifted, you have not left your throne. God, that you are sitting in glory and honour. And at the same time as sitting in glory and honour, you are inhabiting the earth. God, that you are with us and that you know the beginning from the end. And God, we help us, I pray, help us to take up a posture of submission, of worship to you, but also of service to others. God, let us know when to bow down and remind us to do that and help us to know when to rise up and serve and remind us to do that too. 
God, we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by what you heard and inspired to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au. Hope you can join us again on the next podcast or here at Suncoast Church. Thank you.